License 26099E. SmartSense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit SmartAirAustin.com. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. 903 here on the Todd and Oz Show. Yeah, you can join us at 512-836-0590. Cheeto Vela in the Twitterverse on X. Reminding everybody that early voting starts today, so be sure to get out to elect Jose P. Garza for the Travis County District Attorney. Wait, what? Yeah, he says uh, he truly embodies the duty of a Texas prosecutor, which is not to convict, but to see justice done. I greatly appreciate his efforts and reform. Vote for Jose Garza. Ooh, That's what uh, Cheeto Vela says. Uh, the the uh, the defunder and the reimagined of public safety, Cheeto Vela. There you go. Well, I, I'm not surprised that he came out with that. Uh, with that today, as yesterday, his his press gal was out there getting ratioed uh, uh, like crazy on social media with her a similar video going, "Hey everybody, here's why you need to vote for Jose Garza and the mean Democrats there or the mean Republicans are going to try to vote for Jeremy Silistein, and this is not right." Who's also a Democrat? That's right. Yes. Uh, Dennis Ferris for the Retired Austin Police Officers Association. He says, please tell me you didn't post this with a straight face. His job is absolutely to convict people charged with crimes. Uh, Becky calls uh, calls Cheeto Vela a moron uh, for this tweet. Uh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> moron. Yeah. Get out there and vote for Jose Garza, huh? Uh, Alan says Jose Garza is one of the biggest pieces of poop that he's ever seen in Austin. Soros DA running, uh, ruining the local community in every way imaginable. Throw him out forever. He's done horrible damage. Bryce says, yeah, yeah, sure. Vote for this socialist clown. Uh, there you go. All right, jump Complete in. Complete and total loser. 512-836-0590. Uh, how do you pronounce Jeremy's last name? Silistine. Silistine. Mm-hmm. He, he's a Democrat candidate for Travis County District Attorney, a husband, a father, uh, and um, and yeah, he's he's uh, he's been on both sides of the prosecuting table. He left there uh, once he started realizing that things were not going well with Jose Garza at the helm. Yes. He worked with him there. He did. And he saw how things were crumbling, and he decided to run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's, it's how it works, right? I, you know, so uh, here's a guy that I, I, you know, regardless of party affiliation, uh, I, 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 there's no denying that, that is, he's leaps and bounds m- more commonsensical. Uh, I, I mean, I, well, maybe less, maybe less radical is the word I'm looking for. Sure. Rogue. You know, he seems like a guy who's willing to actually apply the law, you know, where it matters. How does he feel about Austin police? I think that's important. I think he has a softer edge, of course. I would think that Jeremy uh, would uh, would prosecute a police officer that broke the law, right? Absolutely. Any good uh, prosecutor would, right, if they broke the law. But I don't think that his his entire like the entirety of his 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 being on this planet would be to I have to prosecute cops if you wear a badge I am your enemy and I'm coming for you. That's the big difference right there. Yeah, that was the message on on Garza's campaign. That was his whole message. D. A. Garza ran a campaign to indict cops. Right. 
not to convict, not to you know, but to indict cops. Right, and, and he did that nineteen times, and then twenty-two times, and then most of them he had to go ahead and drop. Yeah, I, I so yeah, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I it's. I, nothing, well, I can't say nothing, but certainly none of the candidates that are out there are worse. In fact, there are only arguments to be made that you would get an improvement, at least to some degree, in the justice system. Whether or not this Silistine guy would, you know, go to bat for cops, I don't know. But yeah. I don't think that he's looking to go after them, you know, like Garza is. Well, uh, well, listen, we'll get him on the show. How about that? We'll get him on the show maybe uh, sometime later this week. He's called before. Yes. He's, 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 we briefly had a conversation with him before. Uh, yeah, jump in at 512-836-0590. What was uh, Cheeto Vela's handler's name? What's her name? Jenna Haynes. Okay, all right, there you go. And she's got a video out to how she supports uh, DA Garza? Yeah, and, and uh, the gist of it is, you know, you got to get out there and, and vote for the Soros-funded Garza, and it's not fair that there are Republicans who may try to vote for Celestine. For office in a Democratic stronghold like Austin, Texas, what's your best option if you want to win? Apparently, it's running as a Democrat. And that's what we're facing in Austin right now. The primary elections for a number of local positions, including district attorney, starts on February 20th. That's this Tuesday. She's, got a, love to she's got a panic in her voice. You can hear it. Just the... Yeah. ...and are participating in this process in good faith. I'm afraid I'm not so sure. Our current district attorney, Jose Garza, is a Democrat who ran on progressive values back when he was first elected. Both myself and the Austin Chronicle agree that he has followed through and made admirable progress and deserves the party's nomination once again. DA Garza's office has made great strides in how sexual assault survivors are treated. They've honored his commitment to bring every instance of police brutality before a grand jury, and Austin's homicide rate has begun to decrease since he took office. So when I found out about Jeremy Celestine, a well-funded challenger to DA Garza for the Democratic primary, I was surprised. Why would local Democrats donate so much money for someone who's running against D.A. Garza, a person who kept his promises to the local Democratic community. Surprise, we're not. The reason Mr. Celestine has raised more than D.A. Garza is simple. Over half of it came from donors who have a history of contributing to Republicans. <gasps> One great example, oil tycoon Brian <gasps> Oh my goodness, why? How'd that happen? Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Now this is, a, this is a, she's mad about a tactic that, that is not, you know, I mean, it is often employed by the Democrat Party itself. Yeah. You know, but oh, well, we, it's not fair. It's not, I mean, it's, it's not fair that they use it. She talks so fast, I got a headache. She, she try some decaf, Jenna. Come on. What's going on there? I, but, didn't, I, didn't, I couldn't understand a word she said. I mean, uh, well, and, and, and to answer a question, you know, because she, she's saying, well, I can't, I can't understand why, you know, this, this challenger to another Democrat is raising more money than the current incumbent. Well, a lot of that money that, that Jeremy Silstein's gotten has also come from Democrats who recognize what an S show this city has become under Jose Garza. I think uh, Jose Garza should be punished at the ballot box and voted out for what he did to your city. Mm. He made it less safe. He did. He was the tip of the spear, if you will. He was the, he was the tank. He was the muscle behind the defunding and the reimagining of public safety. And that experiment has failed. Right. It has failed. Miserably. If D.A. Garza wins re-election, I can't imagine how many police officers will begin to quit then. And you will never get uh, any more hired. You won't ever get any kind of police contract. Right. Yeah, it, it it's not going to work out well for the city with, uh, with, uh, under another term with Jose Garza. Yeah. And, and, and it's very telling. You know, uh, you've, you've got guys that are in his own political party who have left his office recognizing, you know, what a train wreck things have become. Cops that won't won't talk, won't let him like show up and, and like show his face at another cop's funeral. I, I I'm starting to realize what happened. What 
what happened? Where all of this stuff, all of this uh, this critical race theory, all of this DEI stuff, all of this and the stuff with politics. We handled the we handed the cancel culture over to sixteen year olds. You hear them handled, on talk right there. We handled all of our decision making over to children. Even Democratic donors. Not to mention Celestine got twenty thousand dollars from someone who is a straight up Donald Trump supporter. I don't know Jeremy Celestine or his personal politics. It's pretty hard to gauge based on the fact that his campaign literature and his website don't contain a lot of actual policy proposals for when he's in office. I wouldn't want to hazard a guess as to whether he's a fake Democrat or a real one that just takes money from questionable places. She sounds nervous, doesn't she? She's, She's extremely they, nervous. They sound very nervous about this DA's race. It sounds tuned up on blow. Hang on a second. Uh, let's see. Uh, Michael Bullock, the president of the Austin Police Association. Uh, Michael, good morning. Good morning. How are y'all? Great. We are great. Uh, yeah. What, why'd you call this morning? What's what's going on? I I just couldn't help myself. Uh, <laughs> it's just one thing that I have to point out that I, apparently it's acceptable now for us to just blatantly lie in mm. campaigns to Austin voters. Because mm. I've heard this twice now from his campaign staffer and from D.A. Garza himself that the homicide rate has gone down under D.A. Garza, which is an absolute lie because 2021 was our highest homicide rate in history mm-hmm. followed shortly thereafter by 2021 or 2022 and then 2023 the last three years we have had the highest homicide rates in austin history but yet we're gonna say that he's brought it down yeah and they want to talk about campaign funding and yet our wonderful da is funded by folks outside of Austin. That's right, but largely. The egregious example. Yeah, the the most egregious example is him trying to claim that he brought our homicide rate down. The yeah. only reason our homicide rate isn't out of control is because APD officers are out there and medics are out there and firefighters are out there saving lives while he's let people go that have killed individuals. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. just the the most ridiculous thing I have heard in this whole campaign. And you'll have to forgive me. I couldn't help no, no, no. but bring that I one I got up. you. No, listen, I, I don't know for sure if the Austin Police Association has endorsed a candidate yet. Maybe it's too soon for that. But I would think have- that, that if D.A. Garza wins re-election, that, that sends a message to the rank and file. It would. Oh, it, it definitely does. So we have, we have not made an endorsement. You know, we, you know, we're still monitoring everything but you know it there's there's no secret that we've had to endure some of the most persecution under this da than than we ever had before so uh, there's just no no disputing that fact as well as he has done nothing but make their lives more difficult as officers and put our city at risk more than he has helped it so a lot of a lot of political rhetoric flying around here lately absolutely all it is michael thanks for checking in man we appreciate you thanks we'll talk to you soon thank you Uh, michael bullock the uh, president of the austin police association 918 here on the todd and oz show uh john is checking in hey john what's on your mind good morning gentlemen how y'all doing good Uh, a couple things speaking as a retired officer um I got to see peripherally Mr. Sistine's work from both sides during his career. Um, didn't always agree with him, but at least he was fair about things. And if I was living in Travis County, I would vote for him. It's because of the policy of the Travis County that I refused, that were always refused to live in Travis County. But at least I felt he was a would call it call the ball down the middle as best he could. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, in some ways, that's all you can ask for, right? In, 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 a, in a position exactly. like that, sure. Exactly. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't. I would never want a DA that was biased one way or the other. And we sure as hell have one that's biased biased in a certain way right now. No doubt about yeah, that. That's a good point, John. Thanks, man. Thanks, John. Uh, let's see here. Uh, checking in from uh, South Austin. Uh, Jamie's checking in. Uh, J- is this Jamie from Dash on the Jamie X? Hammonds? Yeah, Jamie. Jamie. Yeah, good morning. Day, yeah. Good morning. What's on your mind? Hey, how's it going? Great. What's going so, on? Wanted to talk a minute about Jose Garza and his campaign. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's uh, we're in a staffing crisis with the police department here in Austin right now. Um, back on February the seventeenth, uh, there was a whole district in East Austin that went hours without an officer in that district. So mm-hmm. if you called nine one one, you were kind of out of luck, and that's a direct result of Jose Garza um, attacking the police officers, indicting police officers. You know, who who would want to work in these conditions and put their freedom on the line? Yeah. So it's important that, that he's voted out of office. You know, it, it, it's imperative. I think it's one of the most important elections in our area right now, to be quite honest. Oh, I agree 100%. And it's, it's, uh, it's amazing to hear Jenna Haynes, Cheeto Vela's handler, talking about how uh, Jeremy's campaign donations are coming from out of town. I know. Yeah. But yet... <laughs> George Soros Garza gave D.A. Garza $500,000. Yeah, and, 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 you know, Garza is a Soros-funded D.A., which it amazes me right. um, that she's griping about that. It's almost like they're blind to the contradiction. I, I, I can't understand it. And that poor girl, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, I am so glad that she is not running right now for any office. That, <laughs> she, that, she, but, she w- but she will. Yeah, she, give she, it time. Give it time. Give it time, right? She will. Yeah. Another cycle or two, she definitely will be for hey, sure. But yeah. Hey Jamie, let me let me change the subject uh for a second. Uh you're an investigative journalist, a filmmaker, YouTube creator. Uh you've been featured on on many news outlets, uh, you know, across this planet, uh, including Fox and, and Daily Mail and others. Uh and you've been one out there documenting some of these homeless encampments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are some of the worst locations? And when I say worst, I mean the dirtiest, the biggest. So there's one main area here in Austin. I think most people are pretty familiar with the Williamson Creek Greenbelt. Mm-hmm. All along that Greenbelt is just jam-packed with uh, camps. Um, it, they're filthy. They're dirty. Um, they're dangerous. There's, you know, needles. There are propane tanks. That, I mean, y- you name it. I was on the Williamson Creek Greenbelt at uh, Stastny in 35 a week ago. Uh, I was out there with a couple of guys that I'm working with right now, and one of the homeless gentlemen walking up the trail had a pistol strapped to his uh, strapped to his waist, mm. demanding to know why we were on a public trail while he was padding his pistol. Mm. So that 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 that's what we're dealing with, and that's what the public's dealing with. If they go out onto these uh, onto these public trails, it's dangerous. They could deal with that. Wow. And, wow. Uh, yeah, it's scary. Is is it because it's a different world inside those encampments. It's, it's uh, well, there's no real rules, right? It's kind of like in prison, right? They have a different set of rules than what we live by. Yeah, absolutely. So on the Green Belt, the Williamson Creek Green Belt, each camp has a, I guess you would call him a mayor, um, and he basically controls that whole camp. If you wanted to move in there, you had to have permission. Uh, so, and, and yeah, they, they basically play by a different set of rules. Uh, police officers very rarely go in there unless there's an actual call to go in there. 
Um, there's drugs. There's uh, violence. Uh, women are being raped. There's children. Um, it, it's a shame. Wait, 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 wait. All over the city. There's children inside that encampment? Uh, they are. Well, when we find children, I have uh, um, contacts that, that I can call to have those children removed and taken into shelter immediately. Yeah. We don't see them often, but we see what we do see is their toys, their cribs, and their diapers left behind. Mm-hmm. When they see somebody from the outside coming in, these homeless folks, they protect the the children and that family. They'll take them deeper into the camp and they will hide them where we can't see them because they know exactly what's going to happen mm-hmm. if I see them or if somebody from the city sees them. Do you have? So, do you have but, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you, you do see what is left behind. You see the toys, the diapers, the cribs. So you know they've been there for sure. Yeah. Now, I've, I've heard some talk uh, among some council members in the past about concerns that there may be human trafficking in some of these big homeless camps. Have you ever seen any, any signs that that may be going on in our homeless camps as well? I haven't seen any signs of it. Um, of course, you know, it, it's going to be hard to see that anyway. Sure. I mean, just There's just so much going on in these camps. Yeah. So, you know, it w- unless you had direct evidence or you actually saw it happening, I can imagine that it would be hard to uh, it would be hard to actually find evidence of that. Yeah, really identify um, it. Yeah. We do see a lot of so the, the fentanyl, the drugs that's coming across the border. Um, I'm told by several people in these camps that it is stored, uh, you know, massive amounts of these drugs are stored in the camps before they're distributed on. And it's because the police, they just don't visit the camps and it's very safe for them. Wow. You ever see anybody that's pregnant? Yes. Yeah, I've, I've seen uh, a couple in the last year. Um, that doesn't happen very often. And like I said, uh, if, if uh, uh, you know, there is children involved or a pregnant person in, that is involved, they, they hide them pretty well if an outsider is coming in, for sure. Oh, that's amazing. Hey, you were supposed to be on the Fox Business Channel this morning. Yeah, we got. I uh, was going to be on Barney and Co. The, today, and uh, sadly, I got bumped. What were you going to? Were you going to talk about uh, the policing uh, issues and this homeless crisis and how it affects business, that sort of thing? Actually, we were going to be talking about the uh, the map and the AI that that I'm helping uh, Nomadic. There's a company here in Austin called Nomadic. Mm-hmm. The website is nomadic.ai, and it's Nomadic with a K. Um, we're we are developing an AI to help track. Um, and uh, kind of predict these homeless camps and how they move, um, you know, how, how people migrate around the city. Um, also, it helps because I can upload a picture to it, and the AI will um, inventory for me, so I don't have to actually take the time to sit down and inventory if the, the system actually inventories out of the pictures. And all these red, all these red boundaries, those are homeless camps I'm, I'm seeing on here right now? Absolutely. Wow. Every one of them. And I'm adding new ones daily. Um, and as you can see, there is massive amounts of them in Austin. Everywhere. Right wow. Yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how this works out. Um, yeah. Nomadic is uh, the, the guys developing this. They come from the defense industry and uh, they're uh, geospatial experts. And so hopefully, you you're, know, we're going to we're going to try to make a change with this A.I. For you're, sure. you're mapping the various homeless subdivisions in our parks and greenbelts. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, the public can look at that. Um, 
you know, most people, they don't know exactly how many of these camps exist or where they're at. But if you go to the website, the map is on the main page and you can see where they're at. A lot of people have no clue that their homes are mm -hmm. a football field from a massive homeless camp. They just yeah. don't realize it. All the way from Manshack nearly to Cedar Park. It's just a, a, a line, a big big old swath of red dots and, and boundaries. Jeremy, the map yeah. insinuates there's much more than what we're being told. You know, the yeah. estimates go from 3,000 to 6,000. I've heard some activists say 10,000 homeless people. Have you ever been able to put, an, uh, you know, your finger on a number, a solid number? Your map looks, it gives the image that there's well, many more. This AI is going to help us uh, nail down a number. Um, but I would put, you know, myself, I'm out here with these folks daily. I would put the number at somewhere around 8,000, in between six and 8,000. Uh, there's a lot of folks out here, and, uh, you know, it, it's uh, it, usually we, we do not see too many camps going up towards, like, the Cedar Park area, up 183, um, but they're they're moving up there. I see more and more homeless people out in the, in the suburbs of Austin now, and, uh, you know, as the population here in Austin grows, they're just kind of being pushed out and spreading around. It, yeah. It's it, it's it's sad. It's yeah. very sad. Very it sad. Hey, thanks for, uh, Jamie, thanks for checking in with us, man. Yeah. Uh, Dash on That's the it. X on Twitterverse. Dash, uh, I appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you soon. 931 here on the Todd and Oz Show. Uh, you can jump in at 512-836-0590. I'll be honest with you. I haven't really cared what they say in uh, the United Kingdom since, well, since the late 1700s. I really haven't cared about that. Yeah. But in a move of desperation, the UK is planning to pay influencers on TikTok to try to persuade illegal aliens from entering the country. Yes. <laughs> in small boats run by people in smuggling gangs in France. This is pretty interesting, yeah. Oh, how the mighty have fallen, huh? Yeah, oh, several of the potential TikTok influencers identified as candidates to spread the message uh, from the home office have reached up publicly as a, you know, they're in the UK as a way to encourage uh, illegal aliens from uh, coming into their country. This is pretty pathetic. Crazy. Uh, there, there is a very easy solution here. Just kick their asses off your little island. But... No, instead, you got to turn to 16 to 24-year-old TikTok influencers and have them beg people, please don't come. Please, please don't illegally migrate That's here. weak, isn't it? It's extremely weak. It's, it's, it's certainly an unbecoming... Uh, the adults are <laughs> freaking out and asking the kids for help. Please help us, kids. That's crazy. Just, just, just enforce your immigration law. Don't, don't be surprised if we start doing the same thing here. Listen, uh, former President Donald Trump must pay nearly half of a billion dollars as a bond to the New York uh, to the state of New York before he can appeal this ruling by uh, Judge Arthur Ingoran. Uh, last week, uh, you know, said he must pay three hundred and fifty-four million dollars in fines, over four hundred and fifty million with interest payments uh, for uh, for fraud. Right, basically uh, doing what everybody does when they go to sell a car. We try to get as much as we can out of it. New York's never gone after anybody except for Trump. Well, this is interesting because uh, Kevin O'Leary on the on the Shark Tank, he's 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 really upset about this. Uh, and in fact, uh, he he was uh, well. He's on Fox uh, talking about this uh, this Monday on the Fox Business Channel, uh, talking about how he he's he's getting out and how he's encouraging others to get out too. Because they don't like the way this all went down. Such a terrible precedent for real estate investment in New York City. And I've heard that they've lost like $3 trillion, you know, in, uh, to, to Florida and Texas in business investments in recent years. Manhattan skyscrapers 
full because they can't get people to to fill up the rest of it. Right. That's sad. And and what was once America's, you know, I one of the grandest cities that this nation had. It it is just a it's a shell of its former self. No kidding. Yeah. I was trying to find this audio of Kevin. Uh he was basically saying it's uh he's taking his business elsewhere. He called New York State a losing state. That's right. That's right. and he's right. He's right. Uh, and as he puts it because of high taxes and uh high taxes on competitive regulation. He says he would never invest in New York, and, and I bet you you know, other high-profile investors like him feel the exact same way. I would think so, too. He'd have to, especially after this. I mean, because this was such a precedent-setting thing that happened there. Uh, you, you know, uh, he, it's just the, this whole Trump thing with, with the judge, $450 million. He's the only guy that's ever been charged under this. Something out of it and, and seeing what occurred here. And, and I'm, I'm no different than any other investor. I'm shocked at this. I, I can't even understand or fathom uh, the, the decision at all. It, it, there's no rationale for it. And so let me give you a real-time uh, experience I'm having regarding this. And I'm not the only one. It doesn't matter what the governor says. New York was already a loser state. Like California is a loser state. State. There are many loser states because of policy, high taxes, uncompetitive regulation. It was already on the top of the list of being a loser state. I would never invest in New York now, and I'm not the only person saying that. And here's a real-time situation. In development in real estate right now, the hottest asset class is very high-end data centers. They cost anywhere from two and a half to three and a half billion each. They're very expensive. They require low power. You need permits. But most of the major institutions in the world need more data centers, and that's why developers like me are doing this. Now, you need power. So New York has Niagara Falls. Normally, you'd consider that to put in one of these facilities, create 400 jobs, five more jobs for each of one of those for auxiliary services. I can't go to New York. So I'm going to Oklahoma, North Dakota, West Virginia. Governor Stitt, Kevin Stitt, my staff have met with him. Governor Bergen, the same thing. Governor Justice. Those are winner states. They don't do things like this. I have to syndicate that debt and all that equity. We're talking billions of dollars here. Do you think any foreign institution or any private equity firm or any pension fund would touch New York? No. There you go. Kevin O'Leary on the Fox Business Channel. He made reference to uh, Catherine Hochul there, the governor of New York. She was recently in an interview on a podcast talking about this story, and she basically said business uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, you got nothing to worry about. Yeah. This was a little bit different with Trump, is what she said. And right. and what she admitted was this was a political witch hunt. That's right. That's what she admitted. That's right. So So under this law... Uh, which Donald Trump is now the only one, uh, you know, who's who's actually been targeted by it. Uh, he can't appeal any of it. He can't appeal the ruling until he's dropped a half a billion dollars into the court account. Uh, I, I mean, you know, for Donald Trump, that's that's going to be hard to come by. You know, this is this is judge excess here. Uh, it's the fine and its basis completely raise statutory and constitutional questions. And I could see why no other major investor would really want to go back to New York after this. Sure, absolutely. I mean, and, and what? And have it happen to me, too, just because we went and haggled. This is how deals are done. You, you, you know, that, that's Trump. I don't know. Trump didn't really. And Trump ended up paying that state so much money in taxes. 
Yeah, they made they made a lot of money. He, he paid more. He, then. he paid more than he had to actually. If you think about it, he right? did. And they weren't complaining then. Yeah, only now. All right, uh, listen. Jump in five one two eight three six zero five ninety here on the Todd and Oz show. Yeah, you could join us too. Uh, listen, migrants continue to cross into California and other parts of the country. Uh, you know, through the southern border. Newsman uh, Bill Bill Malusian is in uh, California this morning. Yesterday alone, there were more than 6,700 migrant encounters here at our southern border. Of that, 208 Chinese nationals were apprehended right here in San Diego sector yesterday. There were people there from Central and South America, others from China in the Middle East. In Nogales, Arizona, CBP officers at the port of entry there seizing over 360,000 fentanyl pills, 333,000 were strapped to a drug smuggler's body. Another 330,000, as well as 4.7 pounds of pure fentanyl powder were found in a drug smuggler's spare tire. Yeah, there you go. Newsman Bill Malusian checking in from California. He, he said at one point in San Diego, there were more than 2,000 illegal crossings at this one little section. Uh, Congressman Kevin Falconer, he is, uh, well, he says almost 2,000 people crossed illegally just here in that one spot yesterday alone. He spoke with Fox News. It's astounding what's happening in Hacumba, just an hour east of, of San Diego. Um, it's unprecedented, and we've never had it like this. And, and I think if you've clearly shown, there's, there's folks from all over the globe. There's Middle East, there's Chinese nationals, uh, unprecedented here in San Diego County. And so what we are seeing is we are seeing, you know, so many folks, and that's putting a strain on resources and it's causing here in san diego county uh, unfortunately dollars that should be going to be spent on our local issues homelessness our veterans and others uh are now going for all of this this is a complete failure dana of our federal government and we at the local level in san diego county are bearing the brunt of that yeah and, and it seems like there's really no effort to try to stop it at all not at all no nah. just you just here in texas governor greg abbott has done a good job there sure. in eagle pass sure but he's had to use extreme measures. And it's cost and us fight, a lot of money. And fight tooth and nail. Mm -hmm. And he gets sued at every every turn. But, you know, that, when, you, when you hear those numbers or those crossings, the number of people they've, they've found, all those drugs, and then, you, you know, that, all that sounds like crisis-level number to me. All that, all those are crisis-level numbers. And yet, they, they, they want to remove Mayorkas, perhaps, you know, his own party, his own administration, because, you know, they're, they're tired of the, uh, of the narrative. That it's a, that it's a crisis down there. Maybe if we get rid of him, they'll they'll quit calling it that. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and it's just this fe this federal government is basically saying every day, don't believe your lying eyes. Now, uh, several illegal aliens have now been charged with uh, recent crimes in Chicago. Four migrants from Venezuela arrested over the weekend, accused of beating, strangling, and robbing a man on a CTA train. The man survived. The suspects face a bond hearing. Last week, several people were shot in Chicago. In a fight with some migrants, almost 50 migrants have been arrested in a string of burglaries plaguing Chicago suburbs. Retired Riverside Police Chief Tom Weitzel telling Fox News that law enforcement's hands are tied in Illinois. They're fighting with the police on every instance, they're going in, being booked, and being released right away back into the public. Since August of 2022, more than 35,000 migrants have arrived in Chicago. With more on the way, Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Mm, there you go. More of those Venezuelan gangs. How about that? Over there in uh, Chicago and and uh, in New York as well. Yeah, you could uh, you could make America safer today by saying no more Venezuelans. Mm, well, then uh, half the country is going to start complaining.
948, the United States is set to veto the U.N. Security Council's resolution calling for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. The Biden administration says it plans to reject the proposal because it would interfere with the ongoing negotiations between Israel and Hamas. Uh, Arab nations are still forcing uh, the vote to, to, to rally support for ending the Israel-Hamas war. Permanent representative from Algeria to the United Nations, Omar Bindanji. Uh, here's what she had to say. The Security Council cannot afford passivity in face of the call for a ceasefire in Gaza. Yeah, there you go. That was just a few minutes ago. The United States is working on a hostage deal between Israel and Hamas, along with Egypt and Qatar. This hostage deal would bring an immediate and sustained period of calm to Gaza for at least six weeks. There you go. That was just a few minutes ago. And uh, jump in at 512-836-0590. When was the last time you saw one of these temporary ceasefires? Because there have been a, a very tiny number of them mm-hmm. in which Hamas actually held firm to it the entire time. There, there were always reports, oh, yeah, here's Hamas. Uh, uh, oh, well, if it's not Hamas, you know, here's Hezbollah lobbing rockets in. You know, it doesn't have to be Hamas. I don't. I, I. Why would anybody take Hamas' word for anything? Well, here's here's the other side of it. I know a lot of people get get really upset, and there's legitimate reasons to. Um, you know, the 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 Arab nations are still uh, bringing the vote to rally support for ending. You know, the Israel Hamas war. Well, the United States says they don't want to. They don't want to vote on this resolution because it might interfere with the negotiations between Israel and Hamas because of hostages. Mm-hmm. If there were no American hostages or any Israeli hostages being held there, I wonder if the rhetoric would be different, if the conversation would be different. Because my first gut reaction is, why the hell are we negotiating with Hamas? Yeah. And the only reason is, is because they got hostages. That's right. They do have hostages still. And and any resolution allows Hamas to live another day to fight some other day. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we collectively want that to happen. Well, ultimately, till the two sides that are actually fighting one another come to their own ceasefire agreement, the U.N., the U.S., the Austin City Council, it's all meaningless words. We can't negotiate a ceasefire until we save the hostages and remove Hamas from planet Earth. Yeah, yeah. But liberate the Palestinian people from Hamas. Uh, yeah, how many of them want to be liberated from Hamas? That's a great question. That's, we don't know that, do we? Uh, Kathy in South Austin this morning. Hey, Kathy. Hey there. Yeah. Well, um, I agree with everything you just said about what's going on in Gaza. But uh, my comment is about the previous story um, uh, about the illegals yeah. shifting their entrances to other states now. And it just amazes me how hypocritical these these liberal cities and states are. Suddenly, since Texas took over the responsibility of their own border um, and being sued by the federal government. Um, now, suddenly, all of these uh, liberal states and cities are talking about how they can't sustain this. Mm. And, you know, Chicago did this as well, New York. Um, you know, it's just very hypocritical, and it just continues to amaze me how these uh, groups of people uh, think that we just don't understand what's going on. Mm. 
So I give kudos to Greg Abbott for what he's done, even though it is expensive for us. I think it would have been more expensive for us in the long run to continue letting um, the border be more open than it is now. Mm. Yeah. Some of those cities are more uh, sanctimonious than actually sanctuary cities. No doubt. I got you. Yeah, I hear you, Kathy. Thank you very much. Uh, well, they get a, they got a small taste of of what you know Texas cities have dealt with for you know years and years sure. and years. And of course, it really has gotten worse in, in very recent years. But you know, they just get a tiny little taste. And the, all these cities, all of a sudden, they they go back on on. They're they're not very principled, clearly, because they like to say the words, you know, come every, everyone's welcome. But then when when they get what they ask for. They cry about it. Well, they're starting to talk about it a little bit more, aren't they? They yeah, sure because are. Because of the, the, you know, the crime wave. Yeah. You know, the uh, the Venezuelan gangs that have been destroying, uh, you know, uh, various parts of uh, Manhattan, New York, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You know, the Mopac gangs, you know, they're out there stealing cell phones and stuff like that. And the increase in reports there, you know, in New York specifically that I saw uh, where, you know, there's been a significant increase in the number of police officers that have that have been injured in, in scuffles with with people out, out in the middle of the street ever since, you know, busloads of people started started being sent up to New York. Yeah. New York cops have, it's, it's gotten tougher and tougher, and a lot of that is directly related to illegal immigration. Why haven't our, uh, our, our political heroes solved this problem for us? It's not, it, it, well, if they solve it, then what are they going to talk about? Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, because, because for the left, your president a couple of times could have, uh, you know, uh, codified Roe v. Wade. Could have. Mm-hmm. But it's better for Democrats to run a campaign on that issue. Yeah. And and, and Republicans could have solved, and Democrats could have solved uh, the border crisis, but maybe it's better to run a campaign on building a wall as opposed to completely building a wall. Kind of like school choice. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's, not, maybe it's good for Texas Republicans to run campaigns on offering school choice, but it, maybe it's not uh, beneficial to actually do it. Well, certainly doesn't. Uh, that, that's not beneficial for us as a society. No doubt, we end up paying the price for it. You want to tell folks how to find you? Yeah, you can always uh, contact me, Patrick, at five ninety klbj dot com. Don't give out your cell phone or anything. Uh no, that ain't Don't do that. Right. No, not today. Mm-mm-mm. All right. You want to give out Ed's cell phone? Maybe. Uh maybe tomorrow. He sent me a message this morning uh, while we were on the show earlier this morning. Let me get there. Let me find that. Here we go. Uh, hey, enjoy the show this morning. En route to Hancock Golf Course to walk the nine holes. Hope you guys are doing great. Friend Ed. There you go. And I, I sent him a message back asking if Blue Chew has improved his score. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, he said. And he said yes. Yeah. Guys, how are yeah. you performing in the bedroom? Yeah, he says it's, uh, it's working out great. He says, uh, well, you mean read what he said? Eddie's good. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> sure. Yeah. He said his putter's working just fine, is what he said. The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings 5 to 10 on News Radio KLBJ. License 26099E. Smart Sense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit SmartAirAustin.com.